go here. Yesterday I did Gucci, so and today Fendi. So. It's hot. Hey, it's Nikki Jensen and Brie Picconi, and we're Late, Late to the, the Party, Party, a weekly podcast about film, fashion, and pop culture from two best friends mentally on our hamburger phones in 2007. Yeah. Dude, that hamburger phone is everything. Iconic. Also, 15 bucks on Amazon. You're welcome. That's all? Yes. Dang. Her bedroom. Juno's bedroom in the 2007 modern-day classic Juno. Her hamburger phone. Mm -hmm. Her Tara McPherson artwork. Yes. I love how the wall is just littered with, like, like artwork and like cutouts, like illustrations, like collage. Like it's so much going on. I love it. I love a teenage girl's bedroom. Yeah. Gives I, me life. I feel like I never had a bedroom like that though. I feel like mine was really lame. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, I did. I for sure did. Yeah. You had a Gaga shrine. I did have a Lady Gaga shrine in high school. Yeah. Yeah. Not as cool as Juno. Where was my hamburger phone? I know. But. But yeah, how's it going, Brie? You know, it's going. It's, you know, are you trying to ask me about pop culture news? Or are you just that? I'm just chilling. I'm just hanging. I feel like I'm like, I'm not trying to like <laughs> bait you into something. <laughs> I don't know. It's a little presumptuous, Brianna. <laughs> no, I don't know. No, um, just how's it hanging? It's hanging. I'm not written by Diablo Cody, so I can't be like. What's shaking home skillet with the flippity flaps? <laughs> I know, right? No. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that dialogue. I know. I wish I had something cool to say like that. I wish I had like quick, like, I don't know. I wish I was cool. Same. Oh, what does um Jennifer Check say in um Jennifer's body? She's like, nice insult, Hannah Montana. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Another iconic movie. Jennifer's I know. Diablo body. Cody. This is crazy. So last week we talked about Itania. Yeah. Which Allison Janney's in. Yes. This week we're talking about Juno. Which Allison, Allison Janney's in. Yeah. But this movie, written by Diablo Cody, directed by Jason Reitman. In a couple days we're going to record. I don't know when we're going to release it, but we're going to record Young Adult. Yes. Another. Which is written by Diablo Cody. Yeah. Directed by Jason Raymond. I know. What are the odds? We didn't really even plan it that way. It's just the universe is aligned. We just... It's truly. I think it's just it's all connecting. Yeah. I love it. I'm here for it. Also, like, Alice and Janie's, like, it's so wild seeing her in this movie compared to the one we just saw. I know. She's a good mom in this one. Yeah. It's like an alternate universe, like I, Tanya. Yes. Did you ever watch Mom? Yeah, I've seen a few episodes, but I've never started from the beginning. I don't know the context of it very well. Same. I, is she like a good mom in that or a bad mom? I don't know. I think she's like a fun, cool mom. Is I think. I don't know. And Anna Ferris is a mess, right? Yes. Okay. I mean, that's either here nor there. I just like, I'm trying to. <laughs> yeah. No, when I think of her, I think of that show, but I have only seen like a few ups. But Same. But I've heard it's really good. Same. I know our aunt's like obsessed. Yeah. I love your ensemble today. It's very Juno McGuff. Thank you. That was, yeah, intentional. I don't know. I woke up. I looked at this. I was like, what am I going to wear? I saw the shirt and I said, bet. Like, I'm just going to dress like Juno. I'm going to layer. I love it. I love Juno's fashion. I do, too. I love 
when she wears like a it's like a tweed skirt over jeans skirts over jeans used to be really really fun they still can be they can be i would you ever rock a skirt over jeans if it was the right skirt if it was comfy enough to i just feel like that's a lot like of layers but i think i would maybe try it over flares yeah i feel like flares like you know those like really short sequency mini skirts like the big like chunky sequence ones that are in right now yeah maybe like something like that oh probably not but i don't know <laughs> like that I, would I never really, happen but <laughs> just go full ashley tisdale or go home as far as like the skirts and jeans yeah that's why which you know speaking of say. fashion oh, i have some news to share yes i know the influence i know the impact and i know the vibes insert our new theme here that's hot no that's our old one <laughs> Um, yeah, what is our new? I, it's the moment. I know what the moment. I know the it? moment. I know, I know the vibes. It's Julia Fox, our yeah. queen. Speaking of Julia Fox, did you know that she's going to have a TV show coming out? Like a competitive fashion TV show. I saw it briefly on TikTok, but what are the did details? You? I don't know. Apparently a big, it hasn't been confirmed what network, but apparently a big network is picking her up and it's going to be produced by Scout Productions. That's the same company behind Queer Eye ah gotcha yeah and um did you see like when she shares what it's going to be about like who she's looking for no people okay let me show you this clip she's so funny she's so fabulous she's so funny she's wild she is i love it i love how she's like if you make dresses out of seashells or like tampon shells and she also like she's like if you win you get to style me and it's like it's like very nebulous about like what no, winning into no cash prize no whatever but like you get to hang out with julia fox yeah which you're welcome isn't that an ultimate prize though for sure i love she's really giving like rupaul's drag race right now yes i'm so excited and like maybe i don't know i'm picturing like project war on way rupaul's drag race i just wonder i don't know how it's gonna go down how it's gonna be judged is she gonna be the only judge <laughs> like is it just her going like slay or like I, she's wild i love julia fox are she gonna wear the outfits herself like is it just styled specific you know what i mean like there's so many questions i think so i i, I like i can only imagine her just being like this is a tv show for me so you can style me <laughs> yeah yeah i don't know i live for it i love it i wish that i had that talent i wish i could design and so like i wish like we could apply or something you want to join how cool would it be you really cool you upset you you thrift i thrift that's not the same though oh well i think you have to physically make outfits right you can't just be like i don't know you can start gluing things you know how to work <gasps> a hot glue gun yes like in like in, in drag race. race yeah yeah definitely you're right maybe i should go for it i don't know brie <laughs> it'd be a hot mess i know it would be <laughs> no i'm here for it. i support the stream yeah anything else going on you know what i've been thinking about what have you been thinking a lot lately so ice spice and ben affleck yeah are in the new dunkin donuts commercial they are they're yeah. doing an ad campaign for dunkin which is perfect for ben affleck because he's mr dunkin donuts yeah 
Ice Spice. I don't know the correlation. <laughs> yeah. But you sent me that video of the guy. There's this guy who reviews drinks and he says that they're busting. Yeah. And he really liked it. But I really, okay, I wanted to get the, I think it's called the Ice Spice Munchkin drink. Because um, I guess her fans are called Munchkins. I guess that song Munch, I'm, I'm guessing. Does she frequent the Dunkin' Donuts? I don't know. And I'm like, what does this drink taste like? It supposedly, it tastes like a pumpkin spice donut, like a munchkin, which is one of my favorites. But the pumpkin spice munchkin's really good. Yeah. Anyway, they were all sold out. It was very disappointing. But I love the ad with Ben Affleck. Yeah. Who's in his like full comedy mode, which I really haven't seen from him. I loved it. I like seeing him being funny. But also, I didn't know his accent was so thick. I was like shook. Like, I felt like I'd never heard him speak before. I know he's like doing it up, you know, in the Boston accent for the commercial. But I love to see it. Yeah. I think he should actually just be the face of Dunkin' Donuts. At this point. Yeah. It'll just take down like the double D's. Yeah, and no. And put his, like his head there. It should be instead of just like that stick figure running, it should be Ben Affleck. It should be Ben Affleck. Yeah, you're right. I don't know why it isn't. I know. I, he really is like the patron saint of Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah. I'm trying to think what else. Um, well, I guess Drake has been pissing off Halle Berry. So. Yeah. What is the situation with that? I guess supposedly he did like ask her like, hey, can I use this photo of you being slimed for my, you know, album art or whatever? And she said no. And then he used it anyway in like a promo. And I don't know if she's pretty pissed about it. Like. I do like the photo, though. It Good is photo. cool. Yeah. And I, the song, I think, is like, it's not slime on you, but it's like something like, something like that. Slime you out. Not slime on you. <laughs> slime you out is what it's called. What What does that even mean? I don't know. That's the thing. I have no idea what that means. Um, Which is so funny. Do you remember the Kids' Choice Awards back in the day? Yeah. Like, ha- I just remember that clip of Katy Perry, like California girls era in her blue wig. Mm-hmm. Have you seen that clip of her getting slimed and it like almost sends her shooting backwards? <laughs> love I it. love it. I miss when people got slimed. Same. I miss Cameron Diaz burping. Yes. Those were the days. Those were. Drake's just trying to bring it back, you know? Like, what's so wrong about <laughs> For sure. No. I wouldn't want to piss off Halle Berry, though. You know? I it's feel like. True. Also, like, I, I did see a little bit on Twitter of Holly Berry's response to it, which was like, why ask my permission? Yeah. Why? If you're going to do it anyways. Like, I know it's a courtesy, but if I say no, like. It's kind of disrespectful. Yeah. Yeah. Especially Holly Berry, you know. <laughs> also, like, it's better to ask forgiveness than ask permission. Just do it at that point. Don't even ask. Yeah. And then be. Be like, oh, I'm sorry, Miss Berry. I never meant to offend you. Yeah. And then Sorry, it be. Berry. Oh, I'm for real. I don't know. I don't really get it, but whatever. <laughs> it should have been Katy Perry getting blasted by the slime. It should have. Maybe he should have had like iconic slime moments lined up. Yeah, then it wouldn't be so specific to Holly Berry. Then you can't yeah. be as offended. Then you're just like, oh, okay, everyone's getting slime. Yeah, it's not or just like me. Holly Berry says no. Do Mary Kate and Ashley at the 2004 Kids Choice Awards get <laughs> Just keep slimed. asking. Just keep going down the yeah. line until someone says yes. Yeah. I yeah. think there's there's a plethora of people getting slimed on. 
I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, she's not the only one. Definitely not. It's a great point, Nick. Great photo, though. <laughs> yeah. No, it is cool. I know. I'm like, I don't know where I stand. Like, But what is the song? Like, I'm gonna slam on you. I don't know. It hasn't come. I don't think it's come out yet. Um. Oh, well, maybe it has. I was just confused because I know his album's not coming out until like October. Like his new album is pushed. I do not think about Drake that often. I mean, I love his bops, but I don't think about him. Honestly, I don't either. It just showed up in my feed. And I'm like, what? Like, Kelly <laughs> Berry's pissed at Drake. Why? What happened? I'm gonna slam on you. <laughs> Which actually just sounds like Dave Chappelle doing R. Kelly. <laughs> oh my God, it does. It really does. <laughs> I like my song better. I'm gonna slam on you. <laughs> I like it better too. Yeah. You should hire us. This is out. <laughs> Show you what it's all about. Bed on it, bed, bed on it. Turn it into bed on it. You know what? Drake is always like two steps away from being Troy Bolton in High School Musical 2. Yeah, just like the way he dances. Yes, just his energy is really bed on it. Like yeah. he's, I don't know, without the ghost writers, I feel like I love Drake, but I feel like he'd be like bed on it, the real version like, without the sound. Me. Yeah. He's Someone, like, we should do an AI of that. Because there's already a Michael Jackson cover of Bet On It. To be honest, the AI covers are really funny, but they freak me out. Yeah. Like, AI really disturbs me, and I don't like it. Same. I know I'm just talking about it, like, in a fun way, but to be honest, I don't really like it either. <laughs> yeah, it's just, I don't know. I'm very into authenticity now. Like, it's a trend, just to be yourself. Yeah. But speaking of, there's something I would like to also mention. This yeah. is, okay, this is, has nothing to do with like anything going on, but it's been on my mind. Yeah. You know? Well, that's, we have a podcast. That's what the segment's about too, right? What's on our minds. Yes. So this also came up in my feed and it got me thinking, remember when Lady Gaga wasn't happy with how Glamour Magazine photoshopped her and she showed up to like the press conference all like, I don't want to say uglied up because she's still not like ugly, but she like... She did this. Okay. Well, I don't... Is that really how that went down? Pretty much. She said, like, her skin looked too perfect. I... You know what? This is, like, the fall, winter 2013 mm -hmm. Glamour. And I had that copy of Glamour. Mm. I thought Lady Gaga looked fabulous with her crimped hair. Yes. Um, I don't know. Like, the art pop press cycle was weird anyways yes. iconic but weird mm -hmm. um i don't know i always thought she looked fabulous i don't know i didn't hear that narrative at the time but that's very interesting yeah because there's like a video of her talking about it i did the cover of glamour my skin looked too perfect and my hair looked too soft and the reason that i say this is because i believe that my true mission is to inspire young people to fight back against this social projections onto them. And I beckon to Glamour and every magazine that's here tonight. It is fair to write about the change in your magazines. But what I want to see is the change on your covers. Um, you know, that's interesting. It makes me think of, have you seen in the news recently, Ariana Grande's come out? I saw something about it, but I didn't click on it. So Ariana Grande came out in like a video, I think promoting like REM cosmetics. But 
she talks about how back in like 2018 she used a lot of like botox and a lot of fillers and she doesn't use them anymore Mm. and she was like this is kind of like remember like in the early 2010s like lady gaga being like i never thought i was beautiful yeah so i put on all these costumes and like this hair and makeup right to kind of mask myself or to you know like she took it from like just traditional beauty into performance art yes. territory mostly for the art but also there is an element of being insecure about the way you look right pretty much ariana grande says the same thing that she like she like masks the way she looked mm-hmm. and like used botox and fillers and whatever and because she didn't like the way she looked it just makes me think about that a lot. I think it's like very interesting how we put these artists up on a pedestal or even when it's someone like Lady Gaga who back then wasn't very like her whole deal wasn't about being Big, beautiful, beautiful yeah. or glamorous. But yet when she is on the cover of Glamour, mm-hmm. they want her to look a certain way. Sure. Yeah. Um, And I know back then like Gaga had so much creative control. Mm-hmm. Like I still think of that one like 2011 vogue cover where she's in her like you and i era that like nymph like weird yeah like no eyebrows i love the no eyebrows yes so i don't know it just makes me think about that i think that's very interesting yeah i don't have a moral stance on it what do you think i don't know i just love lady gaga so much like i love that she like stands for something like she speaks her mind and speaks like what she believes and like tries to change things like use her platform for good i just think that's really cool because she doesn't have to she could just be like, oh, I looked good or, oh, they photoshopped, whatever, like, and just not care. But she shows, I love that she just, like, takes it upon herself to, like, I don't know, make a statement. I mean, she's always been about that. I don't know. Does she do that anymore? Does she make any statements lately? I know. Like, where is Gaga? Maybe we need her more now than ever, but. I know. Yeah. What does she yeah. stand on the state of the world? <laughs> Have you seen she's on that, she does that commercial now. For, um, yes, the um, migraines, oh, whatever that's or stuff. whatever, yeah, that I don't remember what it's called, but yeah, she's like, I take it all the time, or I something. take this medication. It's like her on a piano <laughs> with like the like the side effects of like shortness of breath, you might die. Yaz Gaga, <laughs> it always catches me off guard because I'm like, wait, it's Gaga, she's talking to me. <laughs> oh, well, speaking of authentic people mm-hmm. people that dare to be different yeah so before we had lady gaga just being all weird in a fabulous way we had the og hipster quirky twee uh juno yeah <laughs> an icon an icon a legend a star juno came out in 2007 yeah so long ago that was like 15 16 years ago yeah which it doesn't seem that long ago i can still remember this movie like being like i remember the previews i remember the posters it, it was short of iconic this started a lot of trends too yes i was thinking that too i'm like because even with like twee like a lot of that's attributed to like the like 2010s but like this was a little before that so it's like did this start that pretty much i mean pretty much after juno we were all obsessed with michael Sarah. yeah we all wanted to talk like we were written by diablo cody mm-hmm. um according to some people that created like the juno effect where everyone wanted to get pregnant, pregnant as a teen see okay i was wondering okay you know like secret life of the american teenager yeah that came out i want to say like a year later yeah so i was thinking like i wonder if they 
got this idea because Juno. Maybe I mean, like 2007 was also the year where Jamie Lynn Spears boo got pregnant. <laughs> yeah, and Zoe 101 had to go off the air, and like Bristol Palin got pregnant at 16. A lot of teens were just getting preggers. Uh, Knocked Up came out. Mm-hmm. Not teens, but you know, Seth Rogen had a chokehold on <laughs> on culture back then. Yeah, for sure. But um, yeah, no. Juno was actually iconic. It was an Oscar darling. It, you know, started the twee aesthetic, uh, quirky soundtracks and dialogue. The moldy peaches became a thing because of the soundtrack. And um, the world got introduced to Elliot Page, yeah. who is excellent as Juno. I agree. Yeah, I know. I can't believe this is the first time seeing this movie. So you've seen this movie already, though. Right? I have. you told me... That it's a good movie. Yes. I didn't see it. I didn't see it at the time. But yeah, this is. So you were like late to the party. Very late to the party. Yeah. When did you see this movie first? Uh, Probably in 2008. Oh, okay. So soon after, like a year later. Yeah, like pretty much a year later. But I remember at the time being very annoyed by the hype around (laughs) Juno. Yeah. To be honest. But it just seems like knowing what I know now and being such a Jennifer's body stan. Like, I love Diablo Cody's writing. Mm-hmm. And I, I just love the the way she talks. It's, like, so freaking cool. Yeah. So I, But I wasn't into it at the time. I was, like, annoyed right. by it. I was, like, oh, my God. Like, so quirky. Like, oh. <laughs> yeah. I agree. I was a little bit, even though I think I ended up participating in being quirky later. Yeah. But, you know, not at that time. It was a little too early for me. Yeah, true. Like, no, I was talking about it with someone today where I was like, I think in 2007, we were, what, 13? Yeah. So it's a little before. It didn't hit at the right age for us. It didn't. Like, I feel like if we were like 16, 17, just a little bit older, Mm. Juno would have like revolutionized a lot of things. We might have thought of getting like having a baby and giving it up. (laughs) Truly. Or just like the way that the characters speak i think that was like the big thing that struck me like you were talking about the trailer mm-hmm. like this trailer was all over the place and it was always rain wilson being like it's like a doodle you can't a nest you can't, you can't undo, undo home yeah. skillet and um at the time i was eye rolly but i think if i was a little bit older this movie would have had like a chokehold on me yeah i i think so too i was thinking like that Diablo Cody's like dialogue it reminded me like it gave me a similar feeling to like when I watched the Gilmore Girls mm. like of that like quick like humor that's unexpected and kind of like specific to the characters Diablo Cody and uh Amy Sherman Palladino like come from the same school like they had like the same mind it seems right yeah but Gilmore Girls is also a thing like later later in life but like later on I I came to love same so yeah i don't know it just gave me those vibes for sure but yes it was written by diablo cody directed by jason reitman and starred elliot page michael sarah was both of their debuts well michael sarah i one of my favorite tv shows like in the world is arrested development Mm -hmm. so i already knew who michael sarah was which is crazy that like speaking of arrested development the same like his dad in arrested development I don't know that. It's a Jason Bateman, Michael Sarah reunion. It's a Jason Bateman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know why when I hear Jason Bateman, I think of a serial killer. 
<laughs> like Patrick I think Bateman. I just, yeah, I think I just, I just hear Bateman and I'm like, ah. No, I love Jason Bateman, even as like this character who's a bit of a slime ball. Like, yeah, and we'll get into that. But. Yeah, no, I love him. Jason Bateman can do no wrong in my book. Yeah, no, I love to see. I, I, this whole movie, I feel like is cast so well. Every single actor, I think this movie, like it won the Oscar for best original screenplay for Cody. Yeah. But I think it's really like Elliot Page's performance is very underrated. I agree. Also, like Elliot Page definitely helped start the like twee slash hipster movement because they are the ones who suggested the moldy peaches. And that like helped form the soundtrack, which this soundtrack became like a platinum selling album. That is wild to me. Okay, this soundtrack is like the most like folky indie soundtrack ever and it's just a lot like it hits you like you know with that with the moldy peach it's not it's not bad or anything i just like i was like whoa like dude i fucking hated the soundtrack at the time (laughs) and watching it today i was like this is the best movie soundtrack to ever exist like out of like 16 years time mm. i was like man the moldy peach is fucking hit i love the moldy peach. who though there's someone else on here too that i was like oh is it um hold on there was a bell and sebastian diddy that mm-hmm. was a good needle drop cat power cat power sea of love cover yeah is maybe gonna play at my wedding i don't know mm. that album where she does the covers have you listened to that album no she does a really good cover of I Can't Get No Satisfaction. Ooh. I found a reason. It's really good. Check it out. Okay. Yeah. No, I, I I love Cat Power. So just, yeah. So good. I'm a stan. I'm like <laughs> twee or like hipster, like very late to the party. Yeah. Is it bad? Like, I don't know. I feel like I feel like I didn't get to enjoy twee to its fullest at the time. Like, I feel like we all wore bird dresses at one point and then just the next season we like burned them and threw them away and that was it and we just never looked back until like maybe last year where it was like a trend on tiktok i remember like do you remember the the era of like thermal shirts with like apples on them yes i (laughs) what was up (laughs) i think oh yeah her best friend and like juno's best friend in the movie she had like a it was was it turtles on there i think it was like a it was like a waffle shirt with turtle printed on it. You know what? Now, though, I kind of love it. I'm not going to lie. I was on Rent the Runway last night. Mm. And I was like looking at oh, like wide over the top Peter Pan collars. Oh. Like blouses. Like how over the top like are we talking? Like huge. There was this one also like tweet adjacent. Like Rachel Antonoff pieces Ooh. with the biggest Peter Pan collar. That's hot. It was like Alexa Chung on crack. I'm very into it. I remember buying a Peter Pan collar and wearing it like twice. <laughs> but I thought it was the coolest thing. Did you have one? Did you did you have like a bedazzled one or something? Like a or pearls or something? Definitely like had like the pearls. I had the ones too where you like put them on like a necklace so you could wear a Peter Pan collar with anything with anything yeah this is what yeah it's like a clip-on of sorts like <laughs> the clip-on tie of the tweez <laughs> yeah oh uh, no it's coming back or at least like alexa chung influence is coming back yeah 
which I don't hate. I, I don't love. hate it. I mean, there's worse trends, honestly. But I, I was a hipster, so. Same. So it's coming back. Our culture's coming Our back. Culture. We were oh so close god. to getting those mustache tattoos. <laughs> right. Oh my god. I never went that far. Yeah. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. That was a little before our time. Thank God. I think the universe made us like two, three years too young for the mustache tattoos. Yeah, we made the cutoff. It was like yeah. they, the universe saved us from that. The Lord was like, no, no, no. You're just going to be right in time for 2014 Tumblr girl and set us <laughs> off on our way. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So the movie opens with like the the doodles. How yes. would you describe this? Okay, I love the so it starts out as like Juno. First off, Juno's chugging like a whole like I don't know how many gallons of Sunny D in this giant jug, um, which didn't make a lot of sense at first, but it it does in a few minutes, you know. But she's just kind of walking to I don't know the neighborhood, like the downtown area or like the, the well the, the drugstore. Store. Yeah, but it's like. How would you describe the... It just, like, becomes a doodle. Like, a transition. it transitions into a doodle as she's walking, and it's, like, like a sketch of sorts. It looks hand-drawn. It's very Peter Bjorn and... I'm saying that right? Peter... Yeah. Peter Bjorn and John? Yeah. It's, like, you know, the, like very young folks music do, video. Do, 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 do. Which I'm surprised that's not on the... That's true. Well, Gossip Girl took that one. Yeah true that was another soundtrack that was where i was in 2007 to be honest gossip girl is like a bit twee like but like a little more upscale it's like an upscale twee i think elements of twee i think come and go you know what i mean early jenny humphrey gives a little twee yeah just a little yeah it's like it exists in the world somewhere not prominently but it's definitely like a fashion statement. We the Juno effect. I don't think is actually teen pregnancy. I think it was like the fits, the fits, the soundtrack, mm-hmm. the way she talked. Yeah, definitely. Oh my god. Yeah, I can't wait to get into that. Because like most of being in high school, like a little later, was the way like being quirky had cachet. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was like that for you, but for me, my high school experience was like the aftermath of Juno mm. being like, if you were like quirkier on your Facebook page or whatever, then, or your Tumblr, than the next person beside you, it was like the coolest thing. Yeah. Were you saying home skillet a lot? Yeah. Well, you were. <laughs> I know I was. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Oh my god. You were. And JK Simmons says damn Skippy and I it sent me. I was like is Brie here? <laughs> for someone who oh. hasn't seen Juno. <laughs> I know. No, I love it. Or like for Sheezy. That's like, the Juno effect. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we did not get pregnant as a teen, but we did say for Sheezy. Yeah. It's all thanks to Juno, turns out. Yes. Um, but yeah, so it's very, I don't know. I I like how it's like illustrated and like fun. And then it fades back into like the film after we're done with the, the credits. And yeah, she knows at the drugstore. Taking a pregnancy test. Third one that day. It's like, you know, seems pretty intense. 
And Dwight Schrute is there. I mean, yep. Rainbow's. <laughs> yeah. But I can't not see Dwight Schrute because I watch The Office, but. See, and I wasn't an Office fan. Like, I've never really watched The Office. I, I was very resistant to watching The Office for the longest time. And then when I gave it a shot, I really enjoyed it. Because especially when it was on TV, I'm like, oh, this is so dumb. Skip. <laughs> I know. Oh. It's really funny just thinking about all the things. Like, the, this podcast is is becoming, like, <laughs> yeah. things that we were really just, like, jerks about. Mm-hmm. Like, in the, all the people that are like, you need to watch Emily in Paris. And I'm like, I know. And I know I would like it. But I can't because you told me to. It's very Juno. <laughs> it's very Juno. Um, but yeah. Do you have any thoughts before we could like right off the bat, you're like, oh, these characters talk diff- like in a different way than anything I've ever heard before. Yeah. Like the way Juno presents themselves. It's like, it's just so different. Um, but do you have any thoughts on Diablo Cody's dialogue and just intro to Juno? Yeah, I think it keeps things interesting and entertaining. It's like fun because you never know what Juno's going to say next. And like, I think everyone's dialogue's a little bit like, like riffy like that. Like when her best friends, like, what did she say? Honest to blog? Yes. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? Like blogs were a thing. This movie is interesting looking back too because it's like a time capsule in that way where it's like what we were concerned with at the time, like blogging. I don't know. I thought that was kind of cool. For sure. It's like a, it's, I think it does that perfect mix of like, it's a timeless narrative with, yeah, like certain things that, certain things took me out, like the Nintendo DS. Yeah. <laughs> but, what do you mean that took me in? <laughs> Nintendogs, bro. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but no, I love Diablo Cody's dialogue. Um, and just when you think it's going to get boring dialogue wise, something, someone says something and you're like, oh, wow. Like Alice and Jane would pop off and say something. You're like, oh, it's fresh. I think like it's so funny too. like you're talking about like her cheerleader best friend or the mom and the dad. Like, yeah, the dad, too, says some funny things. It's like pretty much everyone in Juno's life up until we meet like Jason Bateman and Jennifer Gardner's character talk like Juno to to a, a degree. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, I noticed that there's, like, a color palette in this movie, too, like, from the beginning. It's, like, a lot of, like, warmer tones, maybe, like, yellows and oranges and reds. Yeah. And browns? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know why it made me think of Wes Anderson a little. Like, there, I read a lot of comparisons to Wes Anderson. Like, I, there's this quote. So, this is according to Vogue about Twee. Um, it says, if Tumblr defined an entire generation with ripped tights, messy eyeliner, Doc Martens, and the idolization of icons like Skins, Effie, then Twee, and its feminine, artsy sister, then peaked in 2014. Oversized collars, printed A-line dresses, Mary Jane flats, colorful tights, and layered cardigans built the bulk of Twee. With Zoe Deschanel standing in as the unofficial queen, while Wes Anderson movies and indie music flew high as an unofficial flag. Mm. Twee was the girl whose favorite class in school was art, the girl who thrifted before it was cool, and the one who wore fake glasses for the aesthetic <laughs> before it was mainstream. Some also associate Twee with hipster culture. Man. Wait, so am I Twee? <laughs> Wait a minute. That's like, my favorite class is art. I thrifted before it was cool. Yes. And I would say years before Juno does... Like, she was the 
the mascot before Zoe Deschanel. Right. Yeah. I feel like Juno doesn't get enough credit because we all, when you hear Twee, you think Zoe Deschanel. Like, I, I mean, mm-hmm. I usually do. But after this, I could totally see how this would have got the ball rolling. <laughs> like, Juno walked so Zoe Deschanel could run. Exactly. Oh, you know what surprised me in this movie? The fact that she gets pregnant so quickly. I, th- I just didn't expect that to happen so fast. I thought there'd be more buildup to that moment, but it just already has happened. And you're like, oh, okay. Juno's pregnant. Like, this is just, it's happening. Like, and now you see, like, she's figuring it out on the way down. It's a coming of age movie, I think. Yeah, there's more going on than just being pregnant. But yes. No, I think even the way, like, her parents find out and the way everyone in her life handles it, it's not really, like, about shaming her for the pregnancy. Yeah. Or that's not, like, the central conflict. It's, like, because there's a scene very early on where she's telling her parents, played by J.K. Simmons and Allison Janney. Yeah. And um, J.K. Simmons says something to the effect of, like, I didn't think you were that kind of girl. Right. And Juno straight up is like, I don't know what kind of girl. Like, she, like, strips down that facade for, like, two seconds. Mm -hmm. Because she, like, appears so mature and quirky and whatever. But she's like, I don't know what kind of girl I am. So I think right away it's, like, Juno finding themselves. Yeah. and Yeah. But I do like that narrative. It's not about her being pregnant. Yeah, not so much. I also, I think it's interesting, too, like, the first thing, or not the first thing, because Juno's like, let's nip it in the bud, yeah. you know? But, like, after some thought, like, it just, I guess just knowing that you don't want to raise a baby, and you're, like, 16, <laughs> you're like, I want to be responsible, find someone to adopt. Like, I don't know, I just think that's cool in a mature way to maybe handle things, and I feel like, I don't know, there's probably some people out there who would just... I don't know, have the baby. Or, like, maybe their parents be like, you got to have this baby or something. And I just love how supportive her parents are. And they're like, we're going to figure this out. I'll go with you to meet the adoptive parents, like, whatever. Which they find in the penny saver. Yeah, which is so wild. I don't know what a penny saver is, but I can, you know, infer. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my God. Can we talk about, because Juno gets pregnant by Beaker. Bleaker? Beaker? Oh, wait. Okay, wait, Beaker? which one is it? It's not Beaker. Beaker's from the Muppets. Yeah, Bleaker. <laughs> Nikki, you had me convinced for a moment that beep, it was... Beep, 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 who's Beaker? <laughs> You're always thinking about Beaker. I am. You're like, I'm pregnant with Beaker's baby. That's me. <laughs> um, Just rewriting the narrative. For sure. That's in my fanfic. <laughs> I love it. But Michael Sarah plays Bleaker. Yes. Who's like the ultra nerd on the track team yeah which it took me half the movie to realize his first name is like polly yeah and uh, but they just call him bleaker polly d (laughs) yeah polly b polly b but can we okay another thing i in the late 2000s i could not stand michael Sarah, and he had a chokehold on late auth cinema i don't understand okay because he doesn't i don't I don't want to be controversial, but, like, I feel like he doesn't do a lot in this movie. You know what I mean? Like, he he just, well, he reacts, but he doesn't. Like, he's... I disagree. I love... Now, as an adult, with my, like, fully formed frontal lobe, I'm in love with Michael Sarah. Yeah. Yeah. I want to smack. <laughs> well, only because I feel like... I think it just bothers me. And I know it's more like the character that they've probably written or whatever. But mm-hmm. he just doesn't 
Juno does this too. They both are afraid to just talk to each other yeah. for whatever reason after this incident, which is like a pretty big incident. It's like very avoidant behavior. Maybe I just see something in me <laughs> now that I'm unpacking it. I'm like, maybe I'm blinker. Cause you know, he doesn't really confront her about anything and it does have feelings for her and feels the type of way about the baby. You can tell when he's like, Oh shit. Like I got like, like, um, I think when Juno's like, yeah, I don't think I'm going to keep this baby. I think, you know, I'm just going to nip it in the bud. You can tell, like, in their eyes, both of them. Like, I do think they're great actors. But it just, it infuriates me, I think, the lack of action that is taken on Bleaker's part. But, gotcha. you know what I mean? Like, you just think there'd be, like, some argument or some, like, I don't know. No, not I just like, oh, endearing. I got someone pregnant. I'll just leave him alone. I don't know. Well, because that's what Juno wants. And Michael, Sarah, or... Bleaker is all about boundaries. So respectful, yeah. Just such a sweet baby girl. <laughs> He's my baby girl, Michael <laughs> Sarah. <sighs> um, but before we talk any more about it, so how would you describe the plot of Juno? I would say a 16-year-old gets pregnant and decides to give the baby up for adoption and also discovers herself in the process. There's a love story in there. Do you want me to just read the the plot? Is that what you're asking me? I mean, sometimes I don't know if you're asking me to give you no, my version. No, no, I, I'm either one. Yeah, what's your version? What the plot is? It, I mean, it's a very simple plot. Yeah, it is. I feel like it is pretty simple, but I feel like a lot of little things maybe happen, you know? Yeah. Because, yeah, right off the bat, she, you know, the tests are positive. So Juno, like she like, in one of the first scenes, she goes to the abortion clinic and she like runs into her friend from school there who's like protesting. Who's that like is so pro-life. Funny. And the thing that gets her, which I've actually like heard people that are pro-life make uh-huh. this argument too. The baby is this, fingernails? Yeah. Is this the Juno effect? But yeah, the baby f- having fingernails. That's so crazy. I don't know if that would like, I don't know how I would feel if someone just said they have fingernails. But what else? I would say, what else do they have? You know what I mean? Like, that would just lead me to more questions. Because, like, not just... You know what I mean? What else is developed? Is it... I don't know. It couldn't just be fingernails. <laughs> you you would think nothing else is developed. Just, just like, a yassified <laughs> little, like, baby in there. I know. I, I just wouldn't think babies would have fingernails until they, like, pop out. <laughs> I don't know. That's very ignorant of me. Hot take fig- fingernails are <laughs> overrated. I don't know. <laughs> I know that's not the point of the line, but no, it's not. <laughs> but yeah, so like when she tells everyone, like I love the scene when she actually like goes up and tells her parents. Yeah, and I think it's J.K. Simmons or no, maybe it's Allison Janney. But she goes, I thought she was getting expelled or doing hard or drugs. Tr- yeah, they're like, oh, so just a boy. They're like, oh man, I thought oh, she was <laughs> getting into like hard drugs. Me too. Yeah, that was pretty funny. Yeah. What did you think about everyone's, like, reactions? I mean, I think it could have been a lot worse, you know? Um, And you've seen movies or TV shows like this where the parents, like, flip out. Or, like, in real Mm -hmm. life, most likely, you know, at least one of the parents is going to flip out. And, you you know, usually there's one that's more calm and one more. But they were both pretty, I feel like, practical about it. Because, honestly, at that point, what are you going to do? There's no sense in being mad. Like, there's, like... It's more of like a problem to solve, I think. You know, like, what are we going to do? How are we going to help? 
Yeah. It was just nice to see. And it's nice seeing Alice and Channy being like a wholesome mom for once. Like it's it's refreshing, yeah. especially after I, Tanya. It's like, <laughs> it like subverts expectations too. Cause like stepmoms are usually known as like the wicked stepmom. Oh yeah. And Bren. Bren. Brenda is so cool. She's like the best stepmom ever. I love her. And I love JK Simmons as the dad. Yeah. Who's just like, just goes full Papa Bear. Like he's so lovely. It's, Juno's tab. He is. I like him. He kind of looks like a like a turtle. Yeah, I love that tall turtle. <laughs> I love that tall turtle. <laughs> oh. Um. Oh, but yeah, in the penny saver, they find Juno finds a parent. Yes, but you know what gets me? The pro like before they land on that couple, they find someone that's wholesome and that's what they say in the ad and she's like i don't want to give the baby to a family who describes themselves as wholesome i was thinking more like you know graphic designer in their mid-30s with a cool asian girlfriend who dresses awesome and rocks out on the bass guitar <laughs> but i don't want to be too particular <laughs> like, you know what i mean like they're like i want a cool couple to adopt my baby i love that i don't know just, no, i like felt that i loved the specificity yeah and i don't know i guess it's that writing again it's diablo cody <laughs> genius it didn't win that oscar for nothing yeah but yeah so the couple that they do decide on is kind of like that yeah they end up being like that in a way yeah yeah so we're introduced to jennifer gardner and jason bateman their characters and can i just say first off well when i love jennifer gardner i love jason bateman yes like that's who i would want to adopt me right um, but did, did you see like when Juno goes to their house and like all on the steps, there's like photo shoots of them yes. looking straight up like they were part of the Backstreet Boys. Yes, just like all, all in white. white. Yeah. That took me off guard. I, just, I was like, like matching couples. Fits. That had me weak. <laughs> I think it's genius. No, it's a little creepy. It's a little... There are some undertones already that you feel that um, Vanessa might be a little... Maybe a little controlling. Like, just because, like, we see her tidying everything up before. You know, just being, like, super OCD about the house. And then you see, like, in the... I don't know if the interview is the right word. But they're, like, talking with the lawyer. It's more like Mm -hmm. a discussion, I guess, than, like, a... But Vanessa just earnestly wants a child so bad. I think so. But yes, it's just, I think you can see, what's his name? Uh, Mark? He doesn't feel that. You can tell he doesn't feel the same way. Sadly. Like right off the bat, like Juno goes up to use the bathroom and she like goes into the room and like sprays on some Clinique happy. Yeah. Which I mean, while you're there, why not? Oh my God the joys of going to someone's bathroom like their guest bathroom and seeing their skincare routine Mm. doing my own like into the gloss for a hot (laughs) second of just like being a little voyeur so like you've done this before (laughs) oh totally no shame yeah um if they have keels you know that they're a classy bitch for sure you know there's a lot you can say i'm like one of those gay men on tiktok (laughs) being like if they have this perfume then they're a skank. Or like if you listen, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, Let's dissect it. Yeah. But yeah, right away, Mark. 
like in juno start jamming out yeah which seems like kind of cute at first you're like oh they're hitting it off like they're this baby's gonna be in good hands like juno's probably like oh these are cool people i from juno's perspective for sure and when i first saw this movie i thought mark and juno's relationship like i was like i get it mark is like he writes jingles but he wants to be a rocker and they like play doll parts by hole on the on the like les paul like so cool yeah now as an adult i'm like no he's in the wrong vanessa's in the right yeah he definitely crosses lines but not quite yet but but also like he's just he's not the dude no he's not the dude you think you are when you're or think he is when you're 16 yeah um also like vanessa there's that scene when they are painting the baby's room mm-hmm. and vanessa's wearing an allison chains shirt so you know she was cool and she just wants a kid and she's like wrapped up in that i think yeah which yeah. you know also jennifer gardner's my girl i'm I gonna defend jennifer. her forever no she is not in the wrong here like <laughs> she did nothing wrong Jennifer Gardner's a pretty princess. Yeah. <laughs> Can do no wrong. Straight up. Um, oh. oh. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, so when Juno comes over to meet, you know, the couple and the lawyer, I love that she gives the lawyer this cool handshake. Like, the lawyer's like, nice to meet you. And she does that, like, slap thing where you're like, yes. you know what I mean? Like, I don't know how to do it, but you, like, kind of grab someone's hand and maybe pat him on the back afterward like, like dab him or dap whatever it's called it was so funny it just juno is like the whole dial or the yeah just like everything juno said like um can't we do this old school like in the old days and send the baby in a basket to you like moses <laughs> or like what about in the good old days when it was quick and dirty like it was just like really off you're just like caught off guard and jason bateman's like old testament that's old testament not old school yeah i love when um jennifer gardner is like don't you ever feel like you were born to do something and jk simmons is like yes heating and air conditioning (laughs) but it's like the most like deadpan (laughs) it made me laugh out loud and i guess it's it's funny because you can kind of see where juno gets gets her humor because yeah that was so he's my man heating and air conditioning oh you know this movie kind of Partly because of its cultural cachet, mm. but just just based on vibes alone, it's very Napoleon Dynamite. Yes, I thought that to myself many times. I'm like, this makes me feel like like it's like adjacent to Napoleon Dynamite. It's like maybe in the same universe, like similar adjacent aesthetics. Bateman. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> no, but it's like those short shorts that Bleaker wears. <laughs> yes, you know what I mean. Or like uh, Jason Bateman's character is a little at his sleaziest it gives uncle rico vibes yeah definitely yeah yeah no i feel like it would be such an interesting mashup if they were in the same universe even like the colors the use of color is very similar to napoleon dynamite definitely yeah the colors and like clothing style i feel or like what was up with the 2000s trend of like 80s like 70s 80s like motifs but also cut like they 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 did this thing in the early, like in the 2000s where they wanted it to look older if that makes it maybe that's just a part of like the hipster yeah trend of it all but i think that's very interesting in retrospect i do too even if i think about like 
like her friends like belt buckles like the big belt buckles that are kind of taggy i think that was like popular in like the 70s yeah now that i think about it. like it was belt bottoms or something but in the 2000s we were rocking chunky belts for sure it was just like made a little tackier in the two- <laughs> you know what i mean more bedazzled but. just yeah like i feel like in the 2000s we really tried everything yeah for size definitely yeah, we tried it all yeah we were like bedazzled one year we were bedazzled then we like stripped it back we had to always have something though back in that that time yeah like a butterfly or a yeah like there's um a jacket that juno wears that's like um some type of like floral motif it's like a dark colored jacket and it's just like um do you know what i'm talking about it's almost I don't remember like victorian looking pattern or something but it has like I don't know, like bedazzled stuff on top, but like just a hint of it, like black, sparkly gemstones. Nice. Just because. Very, I don't know. Very into it. Yeah. I liked it. I don't know. I think this the fashion was actually kind of cool. I even like the idea of like all the track kids, like looking like they're straight up in the 80s. Right. I know those shorts were so short. <laughs> Loved it. I mean, I you know, as a new Michael Sarah stan, I'm just big fan. Yeah. You know, also, like, this movie, I like how it goes through the seasons. Because it starts out in fall or autumn. Yeah. I don't know. I just noticed that was, like... Very sex cool. in the city. Very, yeah, very sex in the city. <laughs> Film analysis goggles on. Do you think that meant anything? Or just Jason Reitman was, like, really into... He like Ma- Michael Patrick King just really loves seasons. I think so. Yeah, I think just really loves. <laughs> well, maybe it also helped mark certain milestones in the pregnancy because that's like, I don't know, how long are people pregnant? Like nine months. So like a year in the life, a year in Juno's life. It's like a year. In, yeah, I think it was like maybe to mark a year in her life, basically. Yeah, because like one of the first things in when they're in winter is the ultrasound so love that scene i think that's like a really fun scene with alice and janney and elliot page and like the cheerleader best friend yes and they're just like weirding out the ultrasound technician but (laughs) i love the ultrasound technician just being like super sassy like you know like oh well it's a good thing you've got people to adopt this baby like thank god for that like (laughs) alice and janney like hey you watch your mouth yes just love it i don't know i love the tender moment so that's like another like scene where i'm like oh it's like really tender it is that's sweet um do you have thoughts on juno and jason bateman's relationship yes gross it's weird it's like it starts out kind of you're like oh this is kind of nice look at oh they're sharing like an interest you don't think anything of it but it gets weird, like, not right away, but I feel like, okay, so the first time she goes over to bring the ultrasound, honestly, I didn't think much of that because they said to, you know, whatever. But then it's interesting because, like, Alice, like, her, like, Bren. Bren is like, oh, you know, you could have just mailed that. And I didn't realize it's an hour away either because they don't, you know, you just see the car go. I thought they were just in a couple neighborhoods away. I didn't really think about it being, like, a whole hour because that is a schlep. And but Bren also makes a really like adult point, yeah, of like this is a marriage and you're supposed to have boundaries. That's like it's true. very important to make sure those lines aren't blurred. Like you should not be going over to their house. 
Yeah. Unless they invite, like, unless there's yeah. some, like, I don't know, baby yeah. party. I don't know. Unless they invite you over, but you can't. you also call or, so, I don't know. I, I guess I don't know how you would, they didn't have smartphones. Like, they couldn't just send a picture of the ultrasound, so. No, not like that. But yeah, you definitely would call or, or something. You not just drop by. Yeah, yeah it's a little odd. But you know, at first I'm like, oh, it's nice they're sharing like whatever, like bonding over a horror movie, what like music. But then it's like it definitely gets weird, like especially towards the middle of the movie. Like I don't want to skip ahead too much. No, like but, skip like, ahead because I feel like this movie like. You just kind of realize that Mark is like Charlie Sheen from Two and a Half Men with his like jingle writing and his jingles honestly aren't that good. Or at least what they show up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you're like, oh, like something's wrong with this man. Because even though Juno may have a crush on Mark and puts on like chapstick or lip gloss or something to go, you know, because I think ultimately because she's maybe in denial about her feelings with Bleeker or just doesn't, you know, he's upset yeah. because Bleeker's taking someone else to the prom, even though she said, go take this, you know, there's like a lot happening with that, that I think she's just using Mark as like maybe an escape and that someone paying attention to her, but he should be like, you're 16. Like, I'm not like, he's married. He's supposed to be, I don't know. There's just so much wrong with Mark that I'm just like, I think to make a connection he's in arrested development, development. he really is <laughs> um, literally yeah no his life even in this movie as mark is narrated by ron howard mm-hmm. being like he shouldn't have you know answered the phone call that you know like <laughs> yeah like why is he ta- like yeah it's weird because he tells her to get back to school or something but the way he says it is like a little creepy and i'm like ooh, i don't like this like it's like i slowly start like getting weirded out by him and like getting the ick i think though you know when i watched this movie as a teenager around the time it came out i kind of viewed myself as like a like a juno light like at at that age like Juno, I was like, oh, Mark is cool. And Vanessa is just like a controlling bitch. And, <laughs> you know, like they have things in common and they like love horror movies and music. And I'm like, this is a cute, like little relationship. I was like, oh, this is kind of hot or like whatever. Yeah. Cute. I don't know. Um, but as someone with a fully formed frontal lobe. Yeah. That's a... That, Huge red flag. Huge red flag. But it's also just like, even Juno at the end, when Mark calls her, or like, not calls her, because they're like slow dancing. Mm-hmm. Like, even Juno's mature enough to be like, you're going to leave your wife who like wants, you know, you basically are just a loser. Yeah, Juno's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> yeah, like, it's very interesting. It's also like a lesson for they're older like they're in their 30s yeah but this is like a lesson to like people in their late 20s this is for all the girlies listening to olivia rodrigo like they're 23 year old uh teenage girls Mm -hmm. it's like there is like as the older person even though you feel young you are young yeah there's so many boundaries Mm -hmm. and like so many things that you as like the actual adult 
I don't I know this yeah. is like a tangent. No, no, but no. It makes sense. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, you got to be like, you know, you got to be like, no, sweetie. <laughs> yeah. Or like you can't entertain the fans, especially. OK, so especially if the person is like 16. It's like this is a high schooler. Like, what is wrong with you? Or like you have to keep yourself in keep in yourself check. in check yeah like chill out you you just don't cross i don't know i just feel like you cross too many lines and but very it, disappointing i think ultimately like you can feel that way but, but just don't express like just don't well it just makes you look pathetic it does well because he, he kind of is though he I is mean, i don't know i think he's he was lucky to have <laughs> for sure who seems cool like she's still painting in an alice in chains shirt Maybe if you, like, cleaned up after yourself and, like, wasn't, like, I don't know, maybe write a better jingle. Write a better jingle. Oh, yeah. That was probably, like, the most annoying part of this movie is Mark. <laughs> um, but, you know, you know, I kind of take back a bit what I said about Michael Sarah. I mean, he is endearing in this movie. Like, I get the appeal. I, I wish there was just more of him because we don't really see him do a lot. He just, just kind of, he's like, uh. You know, which I get is kind of Michael Sarah's thing. But you know what I mean? Like, I feel like there just could have been more, like, dialogue. Like, we don't hear enough coming out of his mouth. It's just, you know what I'm saying? I would love to see more of the Juno bleaker storyline. Yes. I feel like that was just missing a bit. And I get that, like, Juno's on her own journey and trying to figure things out and trying not to involve, you know bleaker and trying to be like i've got this handled and we're not even really together and we only hooked up the one you know like there's a lot of layers and but i love when they get back together and she puts like all the tic tacs because he likes tic tacs in his mailbox that is the cutest thing yeah i love it no i love it i even love like after juno has the baby Mm -hmm. and i think that's it's like a moment where it like brings everything together because after the whole Juno and Mark situation, we find out that Juno's left a note at Vanessa's door saying that I'm still in. Yes. And it's just like a subtle, I don't know, I like that in the script. I like that too. I also like how she like frames that at the end, like and puts it in the, the baby's room. I don't know, it's pretty cool. Yeah. It leaves you on the edge of your seat though, because I feel like this movie, it does subvert expectations like a couple times and like it's hard to tell too from the preview exactly what's going to happen because i'm going in and i've seen you know we've had stories since juno like like you know like super life american tutor or like whatever being pregnant at 60 like there's like yeah. been so many kind of copycat versions of juno i feel i just really thought i was like oh maybe she's gonna decide to keep the baby after all you know um because it's hard to tell what's going on in her head at the moment and you know like she had issues with her own mom at some point. So maybe, you know, you just can't tell. And then she's like, oh, I'm in love with Bleaker. So I'm like, are they going to raise the baby together? Like, I'm just like wondering. I'm like, oh, I guess that's how it's going to end. And then it's like, no, it's not ending that way. They're not. They're still going with the original plan. And I just love that. I don't know. It's also like Juno's. She goes from just like acting mature to being mature. Mm-hmm. Like there's so much growth there. And, and it it's not like feminist per se but it is this like you know she realizes mark is a loser mm-hmm. and she's like i'm you know this is for the, the per-. like when juno sees um 
Vanessa with like one of her friends' kids at the mall. Yeah. And just like so badly, like Jennifer Gardner like puts her ear to Juno's belly and like wants to hear the heartbeat. Like she like wants a kid so bad and like for Juno to have that maturity and be like, nah, this is this is what yeah. This is what's meant to be. Mm-hmm. No, I think that's awesome. I'm like, wow. <laughs> Juno has like so much maturity. Yeah. I'm not I'm not I, that mature. I'm not that mature. Either. Yeah. That's... And then Bleaker comes to the hospital and like lays with her while she cries. Yeah. It's beautiful. That scene like got me for clumps. Like I'm not I don't know why I'm like talking like we just talked about the nanny and I'm just like the clumps, <laughs> Mr. Chef. Yeah. <laughs> no, but still, I like <sighs> that actually got me too. Yeah. Like it did. I ugly cried just for a couple minutes after that. I was like, damn, I didn't think this movie was going to get me. I said, this twee movie is not going <laughs> to affect me, you know? But it did. No. It's a good movie. I, I think it holds up, to be honest. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Also, when Vanessa picks the baby up for the first time, that got me too. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, damn it, not again. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It just gave, gives that lady purpose. And I'm into it. It's, I liked how, like, what I took away from this film is, like, sometimes things just work out the way they're supposed to. And I just, I just feel like it was a, a happy ending, mm-hmm. you know? And it's kind of cool. It's cool seeing, like, Bren being, like, a cool stepmom. Like, Juno does have, like, a, you know, I know she mentions, like, broken families or whatever. But it's, like, her family, I think, is a nice mm-hmm. little family. You know, it's. I don't know. Things don't have to be perfect or um, what's the word? Uh, it's not like leave it to beaver. Yeah. It doesn't have to be leave it to beaver. It doesn't have to be like typical and like, you know, even like her relationship with Bleaker. She's like, oh, I thought I'd fall. Even most people fall in love before they have a baby. Like <laughs> she's like falling in love kind of after or like, you know, just real. I don't know. I think that's interesting that they still have a love story despite everything that just happened because yeah kind of complicated especially being a teen and having to deal with all that i can't imagine all the complicated emotions and oh my god i you know not i'm still like i'm like that broad city episode when alana's like i'm like a 27 year old like (laughs) what what am i a teen like yeah a teenage bride (laughs) like you know yeah so so yeah what was i gonna say like i keep thinking about jk simmons monologue towards the very end about just like always being there for her. oh yeah that got me too yeah. but I, but i even think it's like you know the quote like life happens while you're busy making plans mm-hmm. it's like even though jennifer gardner's character wanted to leave it to beaver life ultimately like she just wanted to be a mom and like she got that and yeah. like she didn't need mark no you don't need no mark <laughs> And stanky jingle. Yes. Oh. No. Anything else? Oh, I thought it was really cute how Bren gets the puppies. Yes. You know? Because you could sense some tension towards the beginning where Juno's like, I don't know. Like, Bren's so annoying and I'm allergic to dog. Like, you know, all these things like this kind of like resistance. Because she like picks on Bren like that she's lame because she like is always... I don't know, doing needlepoint of dogs and stuff. But then Bren comes out and is like, I don't have a dog right now because you're allergic. <laughs> and it's like, it, it's kind of like a sign of love. It's like a, it's an interesting way in the dialogue for Bren to say, I love you. Yeah. Is how I took that. I Yeah. It could be taken a different way. Like it's all your fault. But yeah, no, <laughs> I think so. I think there is like a lot of 
love there that's just not as maybe as straightforward but you know she's also a stepmom so it's like yeah. boundaries i don't know i love bren i do too oh my god it, everyone just you know i don't know we're in fall now mm-hmm. which means it's like cozy sweaters turtleneck under your like turtleneck some twee um gilmore girls on repeat pumpkin spice yeah also like julia roberts and stepmom is like the outfit inspo mm. and um you know we just bren yeah bren bren just bren i don't know what my point was oh my point was stepmom stepmom julia roberts and stepmom yeah. you can cut this out that was i did not make a good correlation <laughs> that's all good <laughs> I need to. I, I want to see that movie because I feel like I've seen a lot of Julie Roberts films, but I'm like never seen Stepmom either. Like I've seen so many bits and pieces, and I know it's not. It's not good, right? I don't know. I think it's one of those movies that was marketed a different way than it actually is. Like mm-hmm. it's about Susan Sarandon's character dying and Julie oh. Roberts being the stepmom. Oh, but, I want to see Susan. That's sad. Yeah, <laughs> but Juno did kind of like change things up yeah yeah the only like other thing i want to ask you Mm. we talked about the soundtrack a bit before but so you know there's a quote from dazed i believe that says by the mid-2000s home computing and itunes had stunted the commercial appeal of traditional movie compilations bar a few exceptions to the rule like dream girls and high school musical which both came out the year before Um, Juno offered up a hip alternative steered by Kimya Dawson's lo-fi indie folk songs, most of which were penned especially for the film and bolstered by an all-star cast, including Sonic Youth, The Kinks, The Velvet Underground, and Cat Power. The music that defines Juno feels like a mixtape from an old friend who could tap into the psychic fuzz, growing pains and absurdity that shadows the best of us into adulthood. That it topped the Billboard 200 in January 2008 and later received a Best Compilation Soundtrack album Grammy nomination. So I guess my question, Bree, yes. is this is like a soundtrack that's very integral to the film. Mm-hmm. Like I think it because even at the end, Michael Sarah and Elliot Page are singing the Moldy Peaches song. Yes like the whole song it's to each other cute. yeah and it kind of like just a little bow tie yeah. at the end um are there any other movie soundtracks that come to mind that you feel like just or like a second dairy character oh okay like it's all in it <laughs> my mind immediately goes because <laughs> i feel like you know i know it's an animated film i know it's cheesy i know it's kind of a children's film but with some adult humor in there shrek is great brie the first one and the second but i do i feel like if shrek didn't have the soundtrack it did it would not be as successful if all-star if smash mouth was not playing like at the very beginning or if they even did a different song like that one song about being uh, going around the sun or something you know what i'm talking about like, if it was a different smash mouth song oh, like yeah. you know it was just picking the right songs for the right moments I think is really important. <laughs> I feel like Shrek does that well because it does every, you know, even the slower songs like Hallelujah. Like, <laughs> but I'm trying to think like an actual like film film. I mean, I feel like, sorry, I've got a thought. Hold on. Okay. I, I think Sofia Coppola I, does as well. I was thinking that too. I was thinking, oh, sorry, my knee. 
I was thinking that movie. Um, I can't think of what it's called. It's, well, not, Mar- it's like when she's the queen. What is Marie Antoinette. Marie Antoinette. Yeah. Not Queen Elizabeth. So I, good, though. Yeah. I feel like Marie Antoinette does a good job with the soundtrack. Um, I think so. I think that becomes. Yeah, it, it does become a character. Or like the Virgin Suicides does a really great job of putting you in their mind almost. Mm. Uh, I, Tanya's really great. We just talked about that soundtrack. Yes. But I think this movie does a really, like, probably better than any of those examples of... Yeah, I know. I'm trying to think of anything to compare oh, Moulin to. Rouge. Oh, Moulin Rouge. I know that's a jukebox musical, but it actually, like, it is a musical, so it aids the story, but just something about every single song in Moulin Rouge... Yeah. ...just elevates it, and I think this, like, Juno soundtrack really does... I agree. Elevated. It's like a second character. It is. Yeah. No, I love, I love like a soundtrack in a film. Like I love the, I just love it. (laughs) (laughs) I love music. I do. No, I even think of like, I want to say like, even like in like animated films, like in Kiki's Delivery Service, I think there's like two versions. We've talked about this. Yeah. But like, I, I swear there's in one of the versions, there's not as much music and I'm like, it just feels empty. Like, I love a good soundtrack in a film. I don't know what it is, especially when it is like a like it becomes like a character and just. Yeah. Like, it's got a purpose. Like, it just it's like chef's kiss. I don't know. I also like love music videos. So I don't know if it's just also that I need visuals to go with my music. Very Wes anderson too. Yeah. I've never seen a Wes Anderson film. At I've all? Never. Not a <gasps> single one. We gotta do Royal Tenenbaums. I think that's the that's the late to the party pick. Okay. No, we should. I wanted to see that new one that came out, but I think that's past. Oh, Asteroid City. Yeah. Pretty sure that's over. It's not too late. Like you can I'm sure it's justwatch.com. Yeah. But I wanna see it on the big screen. I feel like Wes Anderson is one of those big filmmakers and like the aesthetic is so strong. Wouldn't it be cool to see on the big screen or no? Have you seen I one th- of his films on the big screen? I have. I've seen Moonrise Kingdom and I've seen the Grand Budapest Hotel mm. on the big screen. And I just love seeing movies at a movie theater. Yeah. But but as a reformed Tumblr girl, Brie, mm-hmm. you watch a Wes Anderson <laughs> movie on your MacBook, on your laptop. Oh. That's the way God intended. That's the way. Yeah. Take a really aesthetic photo. I was going to say, do you take a pic and post it? Yeah. Like, yeah. <gasps> okay. That's the that's the Juno effect. It's not teen pregnancy. It's it's a you know watching Wes Anderson movies on your MacBook and taking a photo for Pinterest. Gotcha. Yeah. What would you rate Juno? <sighs> I don't know. Maybe like like eight out of ten multi page. <laughs> I don't know. What about you? Nine out of 10 really short shorts or nine out of 10 Tic Tacs. Ooh, Tic Tacs. That's a good one. Hamburger phones. Yes. I'm going to say, I don't know, eight out of 10 dog calendars. <laughs> nine out of 10 Etch-a-Sketches. You can't un- yeah. un- undo. I mean, maybe eight and a half out of 10. I don't know. I'm just like, <sighs> like I did enjoy it. I just don't. I don't know. I don't know what I wanted more of. Maybe more of her and Bleaker. Yeah. More Shrek. More, more Shrek. <laughs> yeah. 
but it was it was a cute film like it was it was very enjoyable it was like a really sweet movie i'm glad you got to watch it me too finally yes Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, rate and review us on Apple, Apple Spotify, Spotify, anywhere. And uh, we'll see you next week. See you then. Bye. Bye. A Huda Media Production.
A Huda Media Production.